for me and for many of us, uh, coming to hear God's voice and be able to talk about that openly and experience his intimate guidance, uh, both through the word and in other ways, has really been a gateway um, into a whole different dimension in the kingdom. And so I wanted to just set a little bit of a biblical context for that and explain a little bit what, about what we're, what we're going to do after we clear the room. And so there was such demand for listening prayer uh, that we uh, kind of last minute had to uh, find a way to, to make that happen. And so when I'd asked you earlier how many of you had uh, ever been prompted to pray spontaneously for somebody without receiving specific prayer requests. And everybody raised their hands and, and those kinds of things. And as you followed that obedience to step into that, the Holy Spirit spoke some things to you that he wanted you to pray, right? Across the board, so you were all familiar with this. But go ahead and turn in your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians 5, or your devices. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 20. And this won't be long, it's the end of the day. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 20. So Paul is giving some admonitions, uh, a series of them, but in 16 he starts, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold on to what is good. And so he says, on the one hand, pray continually. And then a little bit later, he talks about uh, don't despise prophecies. And not so much in this room, but in, in a lot of times as we've traveled around, sometimes people have kind of the heebie-jeebies when we use language of being led by the Spirit or God speaks, or God's voice. Sometimes it kind of creates heebie-jeebies for people. And a lot of people will point and say, uh, as we've done workshops and stuff in the Q&A, they'll, they'll kind of say, well, I have the word. Why would I need the spirit? Why would I need to hear God's voice? And ironically, um, Rick Warren tweeted in 2012, stop, looking, stop listening for a voice, start looking for a verse. And that kind of captures that uh, mentality. Now, four or five years later, he did a whole series on hearing God's voice. But I want to unpack that a little bit. And so sometimes when people uh, kind of approach with that kind of a question, well, why do I need to hear the Spirit's voice? I've got, I've got the Word. And I'll just kind of gently and, and casually say, well, who wrote the Word? Uh, that'd be the Holy Spirit. Who helps us understand the Word, according to Paul? Uh, that'd be the Holy Spirit. Who helps us live the Word uh, and apply the Word, according to Paul? That'd be the Holy Spirit. So according to the Bible, you live practically completely dependent on the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit is super proud of the Word, and so oftentimes he's going to speak through the Word. And so practically, all of us live not just by what the Bible says, certainly as a baseline and a foundation, but also under the Spirit's guidance. So three of the biggest decisions that most of us will make, one is a spouse. Some of you are here with your spouse. I don't want you to raise your hand, but you would say that God led you to get married to the spouse. And I would say, where can you show that to me in Scripture? Lots of great passages. But you were led through a whole series of ways that you were convinced that God was calling you to marry this person. Awesome. Same way with a vocation or a career or a job. And then also with... Um, <clears throat> with the place you live. Acts 17 says that we live in exact places because God led us there. But again, it's hard to point specifically to a scripture. And so 
Absolutely, God speaks through the scripture, but he also guides us. And Paul even uses that language. If you're a son of God, a daughter of God, then God is leading you by his spirit. And we're commanded to kind of keep in step. So I want to, uh, just in, uh, in two minutes, just explain uh, the broad ways that God speaks. And this is just my opinion. This isn't Creo's opinion. The number one way that God speaks is the word. Absolutely. The Holy Spirit wrote the word. He's super proud of the word. He wants us to leverage that. The second way that God speaks is godly wisdom. Over and over, Paul says, I pray for you to have wisdom and revelation, this, this personal communication from God. And so many of you know in a given situation, if you've walked with God over a series of time, you just know instinctively the right thing to do in the right way what God would want. Does that make sense? That's godly wisdom. That counts as part of the way that God leads. Another way that God leads is personal communication. And that's a big category, but that'd be things like dreams. Uh, Nehemiah had a burden to rebuild the wall. Uh, it'd be like uh, uh, impressions, uh, the still small voice of the Lord, uh, words, phrases, all of these kinds of things. And then another way that God speaks is through other people, through models and mentors, through spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers, and, and, uh, uh, and also uh, through people praying or doing listening prayer or prophecy on behalf of another person. And so uh, that's just simply God bringing something spontaneously to mind to encourage, strengthen, or bless somebody else. And you've all experienced that as you prayed for your friend or your loved one. And then lastly, God speaks through confirmation. As we've done listening prayer uh, teams and, and opportunities all around the country, uh, oftentimes what we hear back is, what was spoken out by a complete stranger is what I just wrote in my journal yesterday. And so God often confirms. And so we'll read a passage, and then uh, somebody will share that passage, and we share it with godly uh, counsel and those that are around us and those kinds of things. And so this confirmation is another way that God speaks. And so <clears throat> back in 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, let's recap in verses 16, 19, and 20. So 16... Pray continually. Verse 19, do not quench the spirit. Verse 20, do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold on to what is good. And so we take that super seriously. And so as we practice listening prayer, both privately, and you can sign up for that, and there'll be a team that does that. But also as we do this bigger exercise here, we want you to take out your phone, put it on memo function, and record what different people share so that you can test and weigh it. Does it align with the word? Does it align with God's heart, with his character, with his tone, with his love? Does it align with your circumstances? And sometimes we have to pray into something, and sometimes we just release, release something. And so uh, scripture says, test it. If it's good, hang on to it. If it's not, release it. And so uh, years ago, we had a, a pastor friend that said, we're going to err on the side of obedience. And if something isn't right, uh, we're just going to blame it on bad pizza. Would sound like a stupid thing, but it took the fear factor and we couldn't lose. And so one more quick passage and then we'll wrap up. First uh, Corinthians 14 verses 1 and 3. And we'll, this will be super short, but we wanted you to have the biblical context for this. First Corinthians 14:1, pursue love and earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy.
And then in verse 3, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding, encouragement, and consolation. So the, the rules are we can't despise prophecy. And the other rule is we have to test everything. And then the other rule is it has to be encouraging, upbuilding, and to bring consolation. And so you're not the Holy Spirit. You're not going to call out anybody's sin. And so it's going to be encouraging or we're not going to release it. Does that make sense? And as we release something to somebody, we never say, thus saith the Lord. It's always, this is my impression. You test and weigh. And so, Eli, if I said, uh, you're supposed to move to Lexington, Kentucky, go to a dead-end street, thus saith the Lord, buy a gray house and uh, switch careers, that seems heavy-handed. That kind of language steals and robs the ability for you to test and weigh. And one of us has to be wrong or, or it's totally God. Does that make sense? But if we just use language and protocol, this is what I'm sensing. You test, you weigh. That's the biblical model for that. And so I'm going to have you, you two guys stand up. What we're going to do after we clean the room. So you guys stand across from each other. Come up here. You're going to stand across from each other just like this. There you go. And so anybody that wants to, we're going to have our underground team start at the beginning. And, and we'll be, kind of be the team to start with. And anybody that wants to, you're not hijacked. You don't have to do this. But you'll just come and stand before them, and they're going to listen and pray, Lord, what would encourage build up Bart? And they might get a word, an impression, a song, or a scripture, or a simple blessing. Lord, uh, I, I just want to pray for your heart. I want to pray for your rest. It could be super simple, or God might reveal something very specific. Any of that will work. And so when you guys are done, then I'm going to take a step forward into the next team. And then the next team. Does that make sense? And so it's just a simple, easy way for a lot of people to have opportunity to practice. You can go ahead and sit down. Practice and grow in hearing God's voice and praying out loud for other people. And so if you need to go, uh, you should get in line first. Uh, and so you can experience it. Or if you love to do listening prayer, you should get in line first. And once you come through the line, you can join the team and listen for other people. Does that make sense? So once you come through and you're recording it on your phone, if you want, you can join the team and pray for other people as they come through. Does that make sense or is that confusing? Everybody clear? Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm going to hand it back to you guys. So I'm super excited about this. We've done this at, at our community. We're actually going to uh, do it um, at a recovery house tomorrow. And uh, so this is complete strangers. We're going to offer this, and we're just going to pray for them. So I'm super excited. Hope you can stay. That's, just, that's it.